it's time once again to take you back to your childhood. Do you remember when you and a group of friends got together to play a game? A game where you had to pick teams. It could have been touch football, kickball, baseball, ultimate frisbee, dodgeball, a scavenger hunt, team races, party games like charades, pictionary, you name it, any time you had to pick your teammates. And when it came to selection, did you pick those who were always the most skilled at those games, or did you choose based on relationships? I bet you picked your best friends, or an opportunity to forge new friends, or to deny picking those you didn't like. And even if it was a group of trusted friends where there already was a long-time relationship, you ranked them based on preferences. This pattern of judgments creates behavioral variability and its impact in your financial decision-making. And it's what we're going to talk about today on Fin Wisdom. Hello, I'm your host, Joelle, and welcome to our second episode in our third season of Fin Wisdom. And today's discussion is aptly named, What If I Don't Like You? Today's podcast continues our discussion about a concept called noise and its behavioral risk to making judgments. If you haven't listened to the first episode of this season, I recommend you start there. But as a quick recap, the increased interest in behavioral economics over the past few decades has resulted in a great deal of attention to understanding biases. And biases are irrational beliefs or behaviors that can unconsciously influence our decision-making process. But they are behaviors that are consistently observed. These errors in judgment all follow in the same direction, and we can see what type of error each bias has on our decisions. Noise is more closely related to behavioral variability on a very individual level. It's more random, and it is less studied in why this season is dedicated to noise. To give credit where credit is due, most of the concepts in this season are foundationally derived from the book with the same title, Noise, that was authored by some very prominent experts in the field of behavioral economics. So with that said, let's get into today's talk. I'm going to start this conversation with a story about chocolate. Anyone who's a regular listener knows that I happen to have a very sweet tooth. Despite I cannot eat as much of it as I once did due to health reasons, but regardless, chocolate. In specific, let's get into the dynamics of a box of delectable chocolate truffles in an assortment of flavors. And let's say you were fortunate to receive such a box of treats. Now in this box, there are several flavors to choose from. There's the solid dark chocolate, some are filled with caramel, others filled with cherry liqueur, ones that are hazelnut flavor, and then there's this row of white chocolate mint. Now when I was rattling off those flavors, I'm guessing either consciously or subconsciously, you ranked the order of the truffles based on your previous tasting experiences. So my question is, which one will you gravitate toward first? Which ones would come in second? 
What about third, fourth, and fifth? Yeah, and if you're like me, that white chocolate doesn't count. I don't think so. But all kidding aside, the resulting order is probably imprinted on your brain. And for the sake of the argument, let's say your fave is the hazelnut flavor. Now let's say we slightly modify this situation. This time, you are presented with a similar box of truffles to be shared amongst a group of friends. And in this box, perhaps some, but not all the same flavors we just discussed are present, and you are offered one to pick. And in all likelihood, despite knowing they all come from a top quality producer of chocolates, and the reviews say that each one of these flavors is an award winner, you will probably gravitate to the hazelnut flavor. But what if one of your most trusted friends tells you the white chocolate mint ones are to die for? You have to try that one. Would you prioritize which tasty morsel to choose from? Okay, I'm going to move away from the sweet tooth references and provide a few other scenarios in your day-to-day life where there is something toying with your ability to make sound judgments. As an illustration, assume you want to do something for yourself and read a new self-help book this weekend, but which one should you read? Now, most likely, you value one source over another repeatedly. So some of you listening, it may be your favorite online bookseller who's bound to have a top five list for you to consider. Maybe a larger influencer comes from recommendations offered by friends or your social media network. Or maybe you already follow a particular self-help guru like Tony Robbins and choose another book from a line of his titles. Perhaps it's a trusted celebrity endorsement, such as a selection from the Oprah Winfrey Book Club. Or maybe you're like me and research them all and see which books are listed in all. But that just may equate to a publisher who has a large marketing budget to get the word out everywhere. So although each of these sources may be considered viable sources for advice, you are most likely going to prioritize each of these sources in terms of personal experiences. And speaking of prioritizing, anyone use a to-do list? And which one of those items on that list are you going to tackle first? Are you going to attack each one based on which one you feel confident you can accomplish first? Or the items deemed more challenging that you're aware of? And what about those items added to the list that you've never ever done before? And maybe none of this matters to you but I'm betting it does. See, in both the truffles box and the self-help book examples, and even in your to-do list, there is a pattern that occurs, and that's what we're here to discuss, pattern noises. Pattern noise is the personal, idiosyncratic responses of judgment to a similar situation that produce a ranking effect. So in other words, personal experiences influence judgment and in terms of unequal priority. Let's discuss where you might find pattern noise at work or when you're making financial decisions after this important sponsor break. I hope you've been enjoying this season of Fin Wisdom and the discussion on the impact of noise on your financial decision making.
But what about the judgment every day within your own organization? Think about how time, resources, and money are getting dedicated based on important decisions among your company leaders that will determine the future fate of your firm. Fortunately, there's help to reduce behavioral variability, and that's with DNA Behavior International. DNA Behavior offers an all-in-one behavioral tech platform that recognizes every interaction is an opportunity to adapt behaviors among employees and your customers. To improve your organization's ability to communicate, increase its probability of success, and to improve client engagement, DNA Behavior offers integrated tools that can help reduce noise and improve your organization's ability to communicate, increase its probability of success, and to improve client engagement. Visit dnabehavior.com to learn how their proactive approach can take your organization to the next level. Before the break, we highlighted a few general situations where pattern noise is present. But an excellent example to drive this home is at work. Think of the last meeting you had where there was a brainstorming session for new ideas or strategy. And as an example, say there are three business partners in this meeting. They are all considered experts in their field equally. But yet, you value each of their ideas differently as a result of your individual relationships. So let's say one contributor is a trusted colleague you have known for five years. The second contributor is the first time they have ever attended a meeting with you. And the third contributor is someone who has always discounted your ideas in the past. I don't like you. I don't like you at all. Whether you intend to or not, those different relationships will impact your acceptance of the ideas that are fostered during that meeting. You are going to rank the value of those ideas based on those relationships. Someone listening with a little familiarity to behavioral economics or has been a loyal listener of Fin Wisdom may be asking, Joel, isn't this associated with anchoring bias? And if you're asking, I'm glad you did. Here's the difference. The anchoring effect is our tendency to rely heavily on our personal experiences or static information, which in turn can distort our ability to derive optimal solutions. Another way to describe that is as a phenomenon where an irrelevant reference point, which may have been relevant in the past, influences our decision-making simply because it is the first piece of information received or previously known. And think of pattern noise as a dial that can turn up or down the volume on that anchoring noise. Because it too is based on personal experiences, but it takes what we know and unequally rank those experiences. Interestingly enough, I came across a recent study about the two. Appropriately named Noise Increases Anchoring Effect, which is intended to be released at a future date in the publication Psychological Science. This research was conducted by a Ph.D. candidate and a professor at Boston University, and it substantiates this notion through various testing scenarios. So the stimuli in their research ran the gamut of reservation prices for hotels, pricing for donuts, french fry sizes, dog breeds, to an array of observable dots on a graph. Each was measured on noise magnitude on a given anchor associated with each scenario. 
To help with clarity, let me give an example. Anchors in the minds of the participants of the study were established by first introducing hotel rates as either a price for a one-star hotel versus a five-star hotel before sharing a range of options. In the french fries test, where participants had to guess calories of various sizes, an anchor was first established by asking participants to guess the number of calories for kid size before estimating the calories for larger sizes. The result had shown that, in general, noise itself did not produce anchoring effects. However, noise in the form of significantly lower to significantly higher prices in terms of responses in the hotel scenario and significant variability in the counting of calories in the french fry scenario amplified anchoring bias as a result of establishing different relationships for each judgment and produced an uneven ranking effect. And when it comes to your financial decision making, pattern noise in all likelihood disrupts your ability to manage your money. So I have another question for you. Where do you obtain financial advice? If there was a significant market correction and you read in a social media group that you should move all your assets into fixed income, would you believe that advice? What if that same advice came from a certified financial planner? What if you read it in a financial publication you subscribe to? Or what if that recommendation came from a family member or friend? The advice is the same for the same situation, yet you will rank and prioritize the advice based on your personal experiences which each of these sources of advice. That's once again pattern noise. And this illustration could have been as easily been about advice or getting in on a specific investment opportunity. I have another example and it's one of my favorites, especially when it comes to financial decision making. We all have a credit card we use preferably over the other in our wallet. What would it take for you to change the credit card you use to make your most frequent purchases? And let's say you have three to choose from, and that regardless which one you pull out, they each have a similar incentive. One gives you a 1% cash back, and it happens to be the oldest and first credit card you ever received. The second card gives you 1% back in travel credits to your favorite airline. And the third card gives you a 1% back with options, whether it could be cash, travel credits, or toward perks. But you have had several negative experiences with the bank's customer service associated with that card. The point I'm getting at is not which one you will actually use, but that pattern noise is present. Once again, we are looking at similar circumstances, similar benefits, but you're ranking and prioritizing your credit card usage based on, again, those different relationships. I have one last example, and it focuses on a slightly different lens. It's more about money you have unexpectedly received versus the money that you already have. So let's say... It's your birthday. Happy birthday! And you're having a birthday party with all your neighbors, and they pooled their money together to give you a $500 gift card that can be used at one of several uh, restaurants locally. And this is where that pattern noise comes in again. 
because your neighbors most likely will recommend different restaurants that maybe you should use that gift card. And you know you're going to rank what they provide differently because their recommendations are based on their personal experiences. So there may be a couple that mostly go to fast food restaurants. There may be another couple that you think spend way too much on high-end dining. And again, you're going to hear all this and you're going to prioritize it. I think this is about the time we should get into a few tips to reduce pattern noise after this sponsor break. If all this discussion around this newer concept in behavioral economics is making you realize that noise is impacting the judgment in your workplace, and you're wondering how you can introduce this concept to your leadership and sales force, well then let me share with you a little insight. In conjunction with DNA Behavior, a new two-day workshop around behavioral variability is going to be kicking off in the very near future. In this workshop, will help your most influential leaders in your organization understand what it is, why it matters, how it influences judgments, and help you conduct your own noise audit, which helps reduce the impact of behavioral variability and potentially improve critical decisions made enterprise-wide. So if you're interested to learn more, visit finwisdom.com and drop me a note and let me know that you'd like to learn more about this behavioral variability workshop. Okay, are we ready for some words of wisdom from Finn Wisdom? I think this is a good time for a friendly reminder though. If you have not listened to episode one entitled Your Reward is Punishment, you might want to check it out. It's where we introduce the concept of noise and it contains a list of tips on combating noise in general. That said, here are a few thoughts on how to break this pattern in pattern noise. And the tips to disrupt this kind of noise are actually similar to tips to break a bad habit. So on that note, here are some things you can do. Number one, create a new reward. Ever hear the dopamine effect? That's that feel-good chemical in your brain that transmits signals between neurons that create positive inferences to objects, experience, and relationships. During today's podcast, I cited a number of examples with various options of outcomes. The key here is to try and think about other possible positive outcomes to a situation you may have not yet thought about. When you engage in a new reward, euphoria kicks in and dopamine is released. This can help short-circuit your current unequal prioritizing of relationships and experiences that impact judgment. Number two, know your signals. Build awareness, because knowing your triggers can help avoid them. Our natural instinct is to rank influences to our judgment. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's part of how we create those shortcuts to decision-making or heuristics. But try not to discount the advice you hear based solely on past experiences. Think of it as something fresh. Number three, replace bad associations with good ones. 
to reduce pattern noise, change the characteristics of the relationships of the influences of your judgments that create these unequal prioritizations. As an example, let's say you're seeking advice from two different sources online in making an important financial decision. The first resource comes from a blog written by an expert you have watched on YouTube and follow. The other comes from a blog written by an expert that you cannot stand their personality. But rather than rank the value of the advice on their personalities, value them on their individual track records in offering sound advice. And number four, define what you hope to achieve. This somewhat piggybacks off what I just mentioned, but try not to discount or overinflate the influences to your judgment based on those personal experiences but rather how the advice and influences by social, cognitive, and emotional factors are aligned to the goals you have set. I hope I've inspired some new thoughts and important learning lessons in behavioral variability in today's episode. In going back to the teaser intro and the childhood dramas of getting picked on a team, keep in mind, regardless if it was when you were a kid, or in your next team building exercise at work, try not to take offense if your name does not come up first. It's nothing personal in terms of your skills. It just may be something personal to the influence and judgment of the person making the choices. As a copyright reminder, Written permission is required to use any of the content shared. Any views expressed are my own and are not the opinion of any entity unless otherwise mentioned during the program. And since we are critical thinking creatures, these opinions are subject to change. For financial advice, consider consulting a licensed financial professional. And make sure to watch your inbox for the next exciting episode of Fin Wisdom.